0: Welcome to our third interview in MindStrong Fitness's five days of interviews. This one is a fun one for me because I had the opportunity to interview one of my best friends in the world. As you're about to hear in this pre-recorded interview, um, Meredith Martyr and I actually went to high school together. We went to a, a performing arts high school in way in the woods in Michigan. I like to describe it as, it was like Harry Potter. It was like Hogwarts, but for, for music nerds. Um, so we actually went to high school together lost touch for, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but lost touch for 20 years and reconnected via Facebook. Meredith reached out to me and said, Hey, tell me more about about what you're doing in your business. I see all these jaw dropping before and after pictures. Like what, what is the secret sauce? What are you doing? And years ago, Meredith became, I would say in my first 10 ever Ignite members, when we first were launching in our first year, uh, lost a whopping 35 pounds. We now call her the walking billboard for, for Mindstrong, because at this point, I have worked with Meredith's mom. I've worked with her cousins. I've worked with aunts, uncles. Like we have kept it in the family. Um, and what I love is that it's now been four or five years since she first joined Ignite and she's, she's kept the weight off. As she always says, the only way I could put this back on is if I consciously chose to, because you can't unlearn. What you learn in this program. So, what what a blast for me to be able to chat with with one of my best friends about this. The other thing I love about Meredith's story is um Meredith is a business owner. She owns her own law firm. So she is busy, she has clients to attend to, she has a business to run. And one of her big concerns when she when we reconnected was, I don't know that I have time to learn a new skill. Like I would much rather you just tell me what to eat and I'll eat it. And our conversation was that sounds fantastic in theory. And if that worked, you wouldn't be here. Right. That's a very common thing I hear is just tell me what to eat and I'll eat it. And the answer is you've tried that before. We've all tried that before. And if it lasted, that'd be fantastic. I'd do that, too. But that's not real life. That's not human biology. That's not human psychology. And my favorite part now is we actually have a a before and after page dedicated to Meredith and her tagline, her like slogan is, if you're a busy business owner, you don't have time not to do this. And that's something you'll hear her say in this interview. We pulled that out of this interview and just what a 180 from her concern coming into this. So I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did um, hosting it. This is one of my best friends in the world, Meredith Martyr. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you Ready? Let's rock and roll. Let me introduce you to one of my best friends in the universe, Meredith Martyr. Very quick backstory. Meredith and I went to high school together um, and then lost touch for almost 20 years. And we we were Facebook friends, but never really interacted much beyond liking each other's posts. And she came to me as a client. She said, hey, I, I see these awesome results you're getting in your program. Tell me more about what you're doing. And... That was it. She started as a client. Um, We became two peas in a pod when it comes to business and life and mindset and macros. And now we lovingly call her my walking billboard because she has not only lost 35 pounds, but she has kept it off and is a complete macro ninja at this stage in life, all while running. And this is to me, the icing on the cake, all while running her own law firm. So welcome, Meredith. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I think given the long-winded introduction, um, I think that's a really good place to start because for you, you're a business owner, right? It's not like you're sitting there. It's not like you have 20 employees under you running the show and you get to sit back and drink pina coladas all day or mezcal in your case. But you are a busy business owner. So was that a concern for you when you first started this? Were, were you worried about the time to learn a new skill, the time commitment, and how did that play out once you actually started?
1: yeah i definitely i think it's so interesting to hear you talk about this because i think it it's absolutely wh- exactly what you said where you're you're learning something new and you're learning a little bit of it each day because if i thought about and i think it helped me that i had low i i didn't know i was going to lose 35 pounds at the beginning like i didn't come into this saying like I would like to lose 35 pounds in 12 weeks. Like, will you make that happen? Right? That wasn't. That wasn't it. And you were super clear about that. That you're going to teach me how to do a skill that is going to help me level up my nutrition, help me fire up my metabolism, and then, yeah, one of the benefits is that weight. I'm going to lose weight, right? But it was like, if I think the way you break that down as a skill was so key for me because it, it is overwhelming to think I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to lose 35 pounds. If I had gone into it saying okay, that that is the only thing I'm here for, that is the only goal I have, that is that is it, I think it would have felt really really overwhelming. But what was actually true is I think you break it down in a way where in it and you talk about this in your book, I'm sure you probably talked about this in Kickstart where I w- I wanted to go faster. You you were like, "Okay, just track your food for a week." And I was like, "Well, okay, but I did that for three days. Like now what's next? (laughs) And you were like, no, do four more days. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, but I, but I want to do more. I want to know more. And so I think the way it unfolds is so, is so, they're just such small changes over time that it like ends up adding up to the end of it where you're like, wait, I'm sorry. The scale says what i Like, you know, I, my goal was not to lose 35 pounds. I didn't think that I had that much to lose. I didn't know. I didn't actually know even what my normal healthy weight was until I start, I got on top of my nutrition. I got my energy in check. I got my metabolism in check. Um, But it, it did absolutely feel like these very small things, like one new thing I had to implement a week. Like the first week I just had to track the next week. I had to track and try to hit the numbers you gave me, you know, the third, you know, and and it just it all built upon itself in this way that felt not overwhelming at all. Like it it was quite the opposite. I just want I was like, oh my God, I love this. I want this to go faster. <laughs> they were like, well, sorry, time and consistency. Right.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I love the The way that you said, like, I I didn't go into this with the end goal of losing 35 pounds because that's where overwhelm starts, right? I actually just did a podcast episode on that um, this season. I'm actually not sure if it released yet, but when we only have our end goal in mind and you and I talk business all the time, and this is true in business is true in weight loss. If your only goal is to have a seven figure business, if your only goal is to lose 30 pounds, you are setting yourself up for failure. Because on the path from point A to point B, there is going to be a lot of quote-unquote failure. There's going to be a lot of things that don't go according to how you think they should. But instead, when we focus on the process, on the doing, the podcast episodes about the ING, the ing, the doing, the rest will come, right? If you're if you're taking the steps in your business to tweak and adjust and, and level up, you'll get to that point. But what we need to focus on is our activities each day. And I love that that's... That's what you're saying is it's not about from here to 35 pounds. It's about, did I track my food today? I did. Cool. Throw yourself a party. Okay. It's week two. It's time to start playing the game. We're not going to get within our goal range yet. That's not the point. We're just going to start. You did it. Awesome. Throw yourself a party. And when we do that, we flow with human nature, right? Because we're pleasure-seeking creatures. We feel good. It makes us want to keep going. As opposed to, well, the scale didn't move this week. This isn't working. I'm giving up. Which has been our mo coming into this for most of us.
1: Absolutely, and we all know. I mean, we've felt this way ourselves. We know. Friend, we have friends and family members. You know, you know, you've now helped my mom. You've helped my cousins. <laughs> you, you've helped my sisters. I mean, we. You know, we have. It's a family affair at this yes. point. You know, my family members have seen the changes. It is. It's made in my life, and a whole bunch of friends and family have joined the t- Have joined the fam, but. I think, I think what is also so important about what you just said is that you're going to get a lot of things out of this that aren't just the number on the scale, right? Like we, we all know that like feeling of like getting on the scale and like, it's only gone down one pound or it hasn't gone down or it's gone up or whatever. And now when I get on the scale, I'm just like, oh yeah, I did drink a lot of water today. You know, like, like whatever (laughs) it's like up or down three pounds means nothing. Like that's a net zero to me. Like, cause I know that my body fluctuates three pounds in a day. Like I can go eat lunch right now and I'm going to weigh three pounds more than I weighed before, before I made lunch. Like I, that stuff just doesn't matter to me anymore. Like that kind of stuff is one of the benefits you get. But I think, I think that the control that you were talking about, I want to touch on that because that was such a big thing for me. And that is really actually the answer to the to saving time. Like this is actually like the ninja part of this that actually saves you time. So if you are busy and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have time for this. The answer is you don't have time not to do this. You don't have time to keep wasting your life, feeling guilty about what you're going to eat or not eating because you don't know what to eat and you feel guilty about it or eating too much late at night and then beating yourself up about it. You are literally wasting your entire life thinking about food, worrying about food, guilting yourself about food, shaming yourself about food. And there's an entire marketing, multi-billion dollar marketing marketing industry that is turning us media every single day to keep us feeling stuck, to keep us feeling shameful, to keep us feeling guilty because they make money that way, right? Like that's, that's how they keep selling their shakes or whatever it is. But overcoming that, like the control that you get from macros has been, life-changing not just for nutrition for me like that skill of having that control of knowing if i hit my macros today and i can deviate i can even if i plan my day in advance if i decide to go out to lunch great plug it in like i can eat whatever i want in a day and if i hit my macro budget i will feel energized i will feel healthy tomorrow i will wake up feeling clear and and level headed and like just the the mental space that you free up when you learn the skill i know i'm
0: preaching. i mean I, you know this right you're this teach- gold i'm going to take this clip and and put it on my website <laughs> yes, like, that is what
1: i i got so much time back in my life by learning how to take control of my nutrition and then i went on to apply that same method to so many other areas of my life you know yeah. that tracking awareness these incremental changes, understanding what you like, all of this stuff, you then go and apply to business, you go and apply to relationships, you go and apply to whatever new goal you, you want, whether that's working out or whether that's any other thing you want to achieve in life, but, but truly understanding how to eat in a way that makes you feel energized. I I think it saves it saves your life. Like the only regret I have is that I didn't
0: Reach out to you sooner. (laughs) That's awesome. When you said the only regret, I was like, I know what she's going to say, because that's how, that's how everyone feels once you do it, right? There are certain things in life when we do them, our instinct is why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. And what you are preaching about right now is what, this is what lights me up too, right? Because especially as business owners, we understand the sanctity of our energy. I remember watching a, um, a webinar once with a business owner that I respect, like seven figure business, like killing it in the game. And she was talking about how energy sucks in life. She's like, it could be a light bulb in your house that needs to be changed. And you just keep ignoring it. And we think it's nothing, but it's that little poke that keeps coming to us. It is sucking your energy. Hire someone, do what you need to do, change the freaking light bulb, because it's not about the bulb, it's about your energy. In this area for 99% of people, especially women. This is the energy suck of our life. The amount of time we spend shaming and shooting, it is not about the weight loss. It is about that. Like you want to talk about energy because you know me, that's, that's everything to me. Not only is your energy going to skyrocket because of what we're doing nutritionally, but that energetic release is to me the number one energy boost. And it is, it's everything in your life. hundred percent. A
1: hundred percent. It is. And you know me, I, I love the nerdy game of Tetris. I, I love that. I mean, I fell in as I learned the skill, I fell in love with it yeah. because to me that like talk about life hacks. If I'm falling, if I'm sitting in front of the TV at night, numbing out, I sit down, I get my phone in front of me. And instead of scrolling, I plan tomorrow. I plan the next day of eating. And I know And if I have to, I get up and I walk to the fridge and I see, oh, do we still have Grape leaves, like I don't do we have stuff stuff. Grape leaves, do is there is there still hummus? Like, I don't know, I, you know, I like plan. I like well, sometimes I call my husband, I'm like, Can you bring me the thing from the freezer so I can scan it? Can you bring me the chicken patties? You know, like, <laughs> but I sit on the couch and I plan my next day, yeah. and then this is so I'm, I'm doing that during my leisure time at night because to me, it's fun, it's a skit, like it's a game, it is a game of Tetris, right? I get and I get super excited about what I'm gonna have the next day, and I get it all planned out, and then the next morning. I don't have to think I open my app and I go, what did I plan for breakfast? Oh, I'm having a bagel with cream cheese, put the bagel in the toaster. Yeah. my, I don't have to think about food for the entire day, unless I decide to change the plan and I decide to go out or I decide to make something different. Then I swap. I do a little more, you know, nerdy Tetris, but, I mean, that, think about that. Like that is revolutionary for, for a <laughs> CEO of a business who does not have a personal chef to wake up in the morning and say, oh, I don't even have to think about food. I have my entire day pre-planned. I know exactly what I'm going to eat. And I've been excited about eating this stuff since I went to bed last night. Like, <laughs> it takes amazing. food from a... Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm already overwhelmed and I don't know how to fix this. I haven't planned for this and I don't know how to fix it for myself. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to do a drive-through or I'm not, I'm going to skip, you know, like me, I would skip meals and I would eat way more at night because I was skipping lunch and not eating enough during the day. So my energy was terrible during the day. And then I'd like, you know, eat 4,000 calories at the end of the night. And it just was a it was a bad, bad cycle for me. It didn't keep me, my energy high throughout the day. To now wake up in the morning and not even have to think about it. Just go about my day and know that I it's it's gonna be perfect. <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Talk about a time saver.
1: Any other business owner who wouldn't say, Yes, I want
0: that. Dory said, Oh MG, there's your tagline. I got so much time back. Beth, I want Beth said, I need to remind myself to trust the process. I wanna come back to that in a second. Yeah. I will tell you guys, Meredith is in all my years of doing this, you were the only person I know who who is so far along in macros and still pre-plans, like for me, I don't pre-plan because that's too much work. But if you know Meredith, she has the most strategy brain of anyone I've ever met. So for her, like that's a fun game for me. I'm like, I'll wing it as the day goes on and I'll play the game at night, but that's the beauty of it. It's what works for you, right? You don't have to pre-plan you can, and you could take that off your plate like uh, pun intended. It's, it's all control. And you can
1: plan in the morning, you could plan, like, you don't have to plan, you don't have to plan one whole day at a time, right? You right. could just breakfast and then whenever, whenever you want to plan or don't plan,
0: whatever. Yeah. What I do is I eat however, during the day. And then because I work out at night, when I'm resting between sets, I figure out what I'm going to do for the yeah. rest of the day. And I just close out my night that way. But it, it's, I do, I do
1: that too. I often, I will often start working on my macro plan at the gym, yeah. but I usually inevitably I can't finish it because I want to get to my, I need to scan something in my fridge <laughs> <laughs>
0: or you get too hungry during your workout. You're like, I got to stop thinking oh, about that. that.
1: Yeah, no, I, <laughs> it's inter, you know, it's interesting. I have, I always thought that like planning my day for the next day would make me hungry that night. Yeah. And I think maybe it's habit, maybe it's just the consistency of it, but it just gets me excited about what I'm eating the next day. And I don't need to like go, I'm not going to go make it then, you know, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not like going to go make a bagel and cream cheese at 11 PM. I'm just like, Oh, I'm excited. I'm having a bagel tomorrow.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I want to go back. So Beth, Beth just signed up for elite and so welcome she back. Congratulations. Me, right. She knows, she knows That's how to run it. it for
1: you.
0: She said, I need to remind myself to trust the process. And, and mm-hmm. I, I have some thoughts on this and I want to let Meredith comment on this. I recognize as a coach that it is so easy for me to sit here and say, trust the process. It's math and science. You don't have to worry about the scale moving. That's a given because this is math and science there is an element to this where you're going to be like, okay, like obviously you trust me to some level because you've been through Kickstarter And if you've made the plunge, like you trust me at a, at a base level, but there's an element to this, that it's simply, again, it goes back to that ING, the act of doing, we, we don't have to go in with a hundred percent trust because the beauty of this, because it is math and science is that the simple act of doing is going to build that trust. You're not going to wake up one day and go, Holy cow, I'm not thinking today about this food being good or bad. You're going to wake up 12 weeks from now and be like, I don't even recognize that person 12 weeks ago because this was such an organic process. Do Do you remember having an experience like that where it's like looking back and being like, holy crap, this, that was a shift I didn't even feel? Or did you feel it happening?
1: It, <laughs> you know, what came to mind is what Evan said to me when, when Evan complimented me. Oh yes. <laughs> I remember that. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Tell it. <laughs> so, it, you know, part of the way in, I'm just like sort of focused on every, I'm like in the initial 12 weeks, I'm like focused on every, you know, just like doing my thing every day. And I was starting to lose weight and, and well, I don't even know that I was really seeing the numbers on the scale yet. I actually think it was, I think that he said it to me. He was like, I don't know if you know this yet, but you look different. I can, I'm really noticing it in your face. You said like, it It really seems like it's working. Like, congratulations. Like it seems like this is working. That's my husband saying this to me. He's like, it's working. And I was like, yeah, I know it's math and science. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. Of course it's working. And that the story I mean, was I originally
0: or in my it. book, right? It got edited out, but the originally the story was in my book of Evan, of Meredith's husband telling her like, wow, this is really working and her answering very nonchalantly like, Course, it is. It's math and science. I was like, yes. Yeah. I believe very, I believe a lot in math
1: and science. I took a lot of math and science classes. I was going to be an astronaut when I was, when we were in high school, we were at an art school, but I was planning to be an astronaut, which was, you know, very challenging for my poetry teachers. But anyway, (laughs) um, I took all of the math and science and physics courses. So when I understood, when you explained to me how calorie deficits and calorie surpluses work and why, and how all these things that are being marketed to us are actually just putting us in a caloric, are just designed to put us in a caloric deficit. Not only did it blow my mind, because like you're peeling back the curtain on all this marketing BS, but it was like, oh, okay. I just need, it is just a skill. Like, it's just like anything else in life. It's like, I I needed to go to law school to learn how to be a lawyer and I needed to go to macro school to learn how to get, no, truly to get control of my nutrition. I actually love that name, macro school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but I mean, that's the way I started thinking about it as it was just a skill. Mm. And, and I am not, like you say in the book, like my body isn't different and unique and special. My metabolism doesn't work differently than everybody else's. So if every other human on the planet can put themselves in a caloric deficit and lose weight, why can't I? I just need to learn how to get in a caloric deficit. Yep, and yep. that's what you very, very slowly, you know, like again, in this very gradual process, that's what we get into is, a, you know, we find where I'm at, we find where the deficit is, and then it starts working.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> and then your mind can be blown because it feels like magic or you can be like, yeah, well, it turns out, I just had to learn the math and science of this. Right? <laughs> then it became easy. And uh, again, the control that to talk about the food stories, you know, the shame and the and the trusting yourself, it, you know, that was your original question. You don't have to trust yourself. I mean, you you are accidentally going to learn to trust yourself in this process. <laughs> yes, I Whether love you want that. Want to or not, you're going to right. Yeah. Allison is like the poster child for that. you going to, <laughs> It doesn't matter if you want to or not. You are going to trust yourself more at the
0: end of this. I'm but, literally writing that down. Accidentally <laughs> learning <laughs> <laughs> to trust yourself. I'm coining that <laughs> phrase from you. <laughs> but
1: but. You don't actually have to trust yourself at all. You just have to trust math and science. Right. So do you believe in math? Do you believe in science? Yep. If you do, this will work for you.
0: Yep. And I'll just interject there because some people, if you label yourself not a math person, when we we keep saying math and science, and that can sound scary, I don't consider myself a, a math person. Like I'm, And by that, I simply mean math was not my strongest subject. I was not like Meredith, who wanted to be an astronaut. Um, <laughs> when, when we're saying math and science, what we mean is your macro plan, which is multiplication, like third grade math. It's not complicated. I'm going to walk you through it. It's very simple. What we mean by that is when you stick to your plan, it will work. You don't have to know anything about the science behind it. You don't even have to know the math behind it because if you're in premier elite, I'm going to do it for you. And if you're in regular, we're going to walk through it together. And it's very simple. But when we're saying that, what we're saying is as sparkly and wonderful and loving as you are, your body does not defy the laws of biology, does not defy the laws of how human beings are designed. So when you do the work, it will work. When you follow the plan, it will work. And then it becomes (laughs) your second nature answer. Like Meredith, who's like, yeah, yeah, of course it's working. Like this isn't a question.
1: And well, and more importantly, we have apps now like app, the apps do the math for us. So when I, here's a funny story about my mom. So uh, as, as I mentioned, my mom has gone through your program. She lost over 35 pounds. She's at age 66. Yep. She's in her sixties. I, I can personally testify. I have watched her go through in my lifetime. You know, we did Atkins when I was a kid, we did keto. She peed on the strips, you know, to make sure she was in ketosis (laughs) for a while, right? Like we did, blood type diet. She did. I say we, I mean, my mom wasn't like making me diet as a kid. I don't mean to suggest that at all, but I mean, (laughs) But but as a kid, it will. And think about this. Think about the message your kids are receiving too. If you are someone who's on that diet train and you don't have a good relationship with food, I witnessed that at home, right? I saw that as a kid growing up. I saw my mom constantly trying to lose weight, constantly trying to diet, constantly failing. And it created a message for me around food. And so I think if you're a parent you know, your kids are paying attention to what your relationship with food is. And the sooner you do the work to figure this skill out and heal your relationship with food and and get your nutrition under control, the sooner you can teach it to your kids and the sooner you can model to your kids a healthier relationship with food. So that's a little side note. But I watched my mom go through all these different diets and, and she finally, you know, got to your program 66 years later Yep, and she before she started your program, she heard that I was doing it. She heard I was tracking macros and I will never forget. She, she was like, okay, I have these books for you. You're going to need these. And she brought me over this like encyclopedia of foods had all of the macro tracking for, it was like chicken boiled, chicken Baked.
0: (laughs) It was my fitness pal in book form,
1: my fitness pal in encyclopedia form. And she was like, I know you're tracking macros now. So there's going to be like a lot of math. And so, um, you know, that was part of one of my diet plans, like way back in the nineties. So I have this book from them and here you go. You're going to need this. And I, you know, it's just going to be, you're going to be great at it, babe, but you're, you know, it's a lot of math. And I was like looking at her like she had two heads. I'm like holding this book. and I was like, mom, we have apps for this now. Like you, no, I'm not gonna add anything up on paper.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: No, <laughs> no, it's an app on my phone. Like, and she's like, Well, yeah, but you're gonna have to like plug in the foods. I was like, oh, no, it knows all the foods. And if it doesn't know the food, I can scan the barcode with my smartphone. And she was just like, Okay, well, good luck. You know, she was like totally at the beginning, she was like, Yeah, okay, like we'll oh keep God. the book. You might need it, right? So fast forward, I lose 35 pounds, still have not opened this book you know, on my no. fitness only app I downloaded was my fitness pal. <laughs> and so she starts the, the program and she was nervous about the math for herself. And, and it, it was not until she started using the app that she was like, oh yeah, this is okay. I can do, you know, cause she had those same reservations about doing the math because for, in her mind, it was this process where you're like cross-referencing all these books and oh calculating. God. Like every meal involves like a half hour calculation. I was like, oh no, that mm-hmm. uh, three this, seconds. You type it in an after Twenty twenty one. Now we're we're done with that. Yep, oh we've God. got the computers to do it for us.
0: That is golden. So two things I want to harp on from that. I'm making. <laughs> I, I love interviewing you because I'm like making notes as we're talking. <laughs> I want to go back to what you said about the kids thing, because, you know, as a former teacher, I that I get hyped about that. I get very passionate about that. But first, I want to talk about your mom a little bit. So Mm -hmm. so your mom is 66 years old and I will never forget. Your mom was a test reader for my book. Both of you guys were. So they got to read the original version of my book, give me comments and write it back. And I still have I I took a picture of it and sent it to her. Um, To me, to me, not not my mom. Oh, I thought I said it to, no, not the, I'm not telling the curse word story.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were telling, oh, never mind. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, I took a picture and sent it to her because what she wrote at the top of the book is she hadn't worked with me at this point. We didn't know each other. And she's like, I was working with you, but she hadn't started. Exactly. And she was like, I love everything I'm reading this book. I really wish I could believe this would work, but I just don't. After 66 years, I just don't believe it can be this simple. And when we when she and i first spoke i was like totally like yeah that that's life of being brainwashed by this industry it's supposed to be confusing so i'm like let's just try it you know let's just try it and see if it works and it's 66 years old after a lifetime of doing this with her metabolism she lost 35 pounds she's kept it off she looks amazing and, and she wanted- has so
1: much more energy yep. she and she walks her dog twice a day and she hangs out with her friends more and mm-hmm. i mean the light yes the energy of that yes
0: yep. And it's hard to believe that it, it. there's a difference between simple and easy, right? Like I, the, my example is always smoking, like quitting, quitting smoking is simple. You don't put a cigarette in your mouth. Is it easy? There's a lot of factors that go into it. And that's what this is. There's baby steps, there's momentum, there's all the things we've talked about, but the concept is simple. And that's, that is what the future macro school, because I'm totally stealing that term. That's what this is about. It's about making it simple. It, This is such an overwhelming process because the industry is designed to be overwhelming. Because if you, so everything we talked about on day two about point systems, if you don't know why they're working, you're reliant on the company. You know, as a former teacher, my job is to make this simple it's X, Y, and Z. Here's how it works. Let's put in the work. I'll see you on the other side because the work works, right? And I want to touch on what you said about kids because that, you know, I taught middle school for over 15 years and I get very passionate about this. Because I used to have sixth grade girls, 11-year-old girls come in and say, I had pizza last night. I feel fat. That child is too young to feel fat from from eating pizza. And where she is learning that is by hearing it around her. And I don't say that to shame moms at all. I say that because this is the revolution that we need to start, right? There's a a lady in Ignite right now, Deb, and on our Ignite graduation call earlier this week, she got teary-eyed talking about this because she said now her kids see how see her relationship with food right and it's to the point where her parents come over and they'll make a comment about a food being bad and the kids are the first ones to be like we don't label foods like that in here and it's this trickle down effect cuz you can watch what you say around your kids all the time right a lot of times women say well I don't talk about feeling fat around my kids kids are smarter than that right kids are when we say kids are sponges there are vibes that they are picking up on And when you're sitting there and saying, I shouldn't have had that pizza, that's enough for them to know pizza is a bad food. But when you heal this relationship and you're like, you guys want pizza tonight? I fit in my macros. That healing just, you don't have to teach them. You don't have to do anything because it's a trickle down effect. And I love that you can recognize that in your mom and be proud of her of like, I watched you struggle all these years and watching you go through these changes now is it's a whole different journey for you who was there for the ride along the way.
1: Yeah. And, I, and even if you're not, I mean, so so yes, everything you just said, we have, these girls are getting, these younger girls are getting the same messages we're getting and their brains are not developed enough to understand how to deal with that, to, un, to call that out as bullshit, right. to call it out as marketing, right? We all know we're being manipulated. You know, we as adults can know, oh, this is a sales ad. I see the sponsored thing on right. Facebook. I don't think kids, you know, I mean, kids are smart about Facebook, but like, I don't, kids are not, they don't know about that stuff. They, their brains aren't, aren't able to filter it. And you're exactly right. They're getting it from their parents. They're getting it at home. They're getting it from their grandparents. They're getting it from the other kids at school. The other kids are going home and their moms are talking about feeling fat. Right. So they're going to hear it no matter what, whether it's coming from you or not. So the sooner, yeah, the sooner we can start teaching them that there's a different way. Yeah that food nourishes our body.
0: Yep.
1: I mean, and, and we should talk about that. Let's talk about trusting yourself, talking about having to eat more. We should talk about that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, a
0: big, in that that's
1: the big trusting yourself. But yeah. that was one of the biggest changes for me. When we go, when we talk about math and science was seeing food as nourishment, seeing it as energy, yeah. seeing calories as a good thing yeah. that I yeah. needed to give myself to fuel my metabolism, and fuel my energy, that shift alone to think about food as something that nourishes us and energizes us as opposed to something that makes us feel awful is, is that's radical. That is radical for an adult woman who has been marketed all of this stuff their whole lives to say, to say that food, food is energy. It is nourishment. I love eating. I don't feel bad about eating that. I mean, we, we do, we have, we not only have to do this for ourselves, we have to do it for our kids and we have to do it. And then we have to invite our friends in so they can help their kids so that, you know, in a few years, five years in a generation, there's one little girl on that playground who says, Oh, pizza made me feel fat. And her 10 friends go, No food is bad. Absolutely not. (laughs) Can you imagine? Yes, mind strong will have done its job. (laughs) Take the adults out of this. I want when that girl says that because you know, as a teacher, you only hear ten percent of what those kids are saying. Maybe two percent. Right. The stuff they're saying in the hallway, the stuff they're saying on the playground. I mean, there's no recess in middle school, but you know, in the cafeteria, right? The conversations they're having about food in the cafeteria. There is no adult sitting there. So the sooner we can arm these kids with the ability to help their friends. We could so- we could help these kids never feel this
0: way about food because they are regurgitating what's being said at home. I mean, we know that from politics. The kids these con- the conversations these kids had around politics. I'm like, that is your father speaking right now. That is your mother speaking right now, right? And around food, it's the exact same thing, a hundred percent. And what you just said about so, sorry, my messenger is blown up. I want to go back to something you just said about. The the relationship with food in the whole, and this this ties right into the kids thing, but it's important for us as adults too. You know, there's a game I like to play with people, and I might actually structure this more within ignite in the future. If I say to them, "Food is blank," like fill in the blank, what is food? The majority of women, especially, will say food makes me fat, or food is a source of shame, or food is a force, for, uh, source of guilt. Right? There's a lot of food. Food is what makes us gain weight. Yeah, that's and, some value judgment. Exactly. And by the end of Ignite, I would say that 97 to 98% of women would fill in the blank with food is fuel, food is my energy. Mm-hmm. And I. that statement alone shows just the healing that's happened in this process, right? And part of that is the elimination of good food, bad food. Part of it is what you just touched on, that the amount of food that you start eating while losing weight is the most contradictory, confusing, mind-blowing thing. Like I see Dory's watching right now. Dory just started her first bulk and we're still trying to find where her bulk is. She's up to 1,700 calories and she is still losing weight. And this is a woman I interviewed her on Monday. She was eating 900 calories when I met her because there was this, this unhealthy relationship with food. And now she's eating 1,700. She hasn't even, she's still losing and it sounds so contradictory, but when we fire up your metabolism, that's exactly what happens. That's how this works. And I know you, I remember you went to Cabo and it was your first time not tracking and you had a very similar experience. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I went and spent four or five days in
1: in Cabo and I had lost all this weight. I was seeing my siblings for the first time since I'd lost all of this weight. And, and in my family, there are they're definitely on that side of the family. There are definitely some opinions about weight, right? Like <laughs> there is. I was like, I. It was so exciting to me to like show them like that I'd been doing all this. Anyway, I go to Cabo. I I land. They're like, oh my god, you know, you look incredible. And in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, but like, they're gonna they're gonna judge me because I'm not gonna track this whole. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go gangbusters. I'm gonna eat whatever I want on vacation. Mm -hmm. I have been tracking. I have been perfect. You know, all bets are off. The tequila and mezcal is flowing. (laughs) I'm gonna eat so much sushi, right? And I had chips and salsa, sushi, and mezcal. That's pretty much what I, like fish. (laughs) Cabo's for you. Yeah, that's what Cabo's for. (laughs) And I got back from vacation and I weighed myself and I lost weight. (laughs) And and in fact, I I hit a new goal. I I hit a like low that I didn't even, like we were beyond my goal weight by that point. I had already lost all the weight. I thought I wanted to lose. I was just continuing to lose even more than I had expected. And I lost, yeah. Cabo yep. for five days, and, and I, that's my metabolism was so fired up. Yeah, and I kept losing weight, and it wasn't even like a week later it caught up to me. I just kept losing. Weight. My metabolism was like, that was fun, cool. <laughs> Let's <laughs> like go. A protein shake. I mean, my metabolism was like, can we get a little more protein? Because right. you no, know, this mezcal is not quite this <laughs> same as the bars you were eating, <laughs> like yep. the protein bars. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what, that's not a fluke thing because the way, so when women come to me to go back to your mom's example for a second, when come women come to me and they say, I don't know if this will work for me because I'm older. The only difference between someone at 20 and someone at 65 is the amount of years they've spent doing this with their metabolism. That's it, that you are not destined to be overweight because you're older. You just have more. If you picture the iceberg below the surface of this. But what we do, what when macros are done correctly, and I'm purposely saying that because not all coaches do them correctly. There's a lot of there's a lot of methods that are built for extreme pictures, right? They want the extreme before and after, and they're shooting your metabolism in the foot. We talked about that in day two. But when this is done correctly, you're in a deficit, but you're in the high end of a deficit. So two things happen: one, you have to lose weight because if you're in a caloric deficit. It goes against the laws of biology. You have to lose weight. Otherwise, you are a freak of nature that that is defying those laws. But when you're on the higher side, you're telling your metabolism, listen, we're going to lose weight because we're in a deficit, but I want you processing as much food as humanly possible. And we get it sparked so high that with time, this number, your calorie number goes up and your metabolism is right there with it. When you do these diets and you're eating 900 calories, 1,100 calories a day, you're literally telling your metabolism, go on vacation. I don't need you. So when you start eating like a normal person again, which you will at some point because restriction doesn't work, your metabolism shot to hell because you told it, you told it to go away that I don't need you to. So what Meredith's describing is not like this crazy Meredith fluke of, you know, freak of nature that has this crazy high metabolism. Dory's experiencing, Allison, I see your comments. She's in her first bulk this is what happens. This is how we literally retrain our metabolisms. And it is mind blowing when you go through it. Right. I think mind blowing is the only term I could think of.
1: I think a lot of people are used to going on like a diet plan and feeling hungry all the time. And like, they're afraid, like they're not going to be able to eat enough. And they're like, what am I, you know, they, that's what we've been trained to do. Right. Like that going on a diet means we're hungry all the time. And my experience, and I know the experience of a lot of people who have gone through this, is the exact opposite. We're like, I'm sorry. I, it's 9 p.m. and I have to eat 500 more calories before I go to bed. Like what? (laughs) Or like, you're like, it's like 11 p.m. You're totally ready to go to bed. And you're like, okay, wait, I need like five almonds <laughs> to close out my macarons. You know, like you're just like trying to squeeze in the rest of it. Like, I, I can't tell you how often, you know, I will say that to Evan. I'm like, okay, I just have to have one more snack to close out my day, you know, and we're eating more to keep that metabolism fired up. And like that, that's the hardest, you know, that talk about trusting yourself, right? Like that's hard because to unlearn that, to unlearn yeah. that idea that food is. Yeah. Yeah, to unlearn the idea that food is bad and you should eat less of it, and learn the idea that food is fuel and you should eat as much as your body needs to fire up your metabolism. Like eating more
0: is so counterintuitive, but it is absolutely how you will accidentally learn to trust yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Dory, Dory second, well, first, and you seconded on Monday. She said that was a big part of the trust factor. Was like Rachel, you want me to eat how much food, and I'm supposed to lose weight, and. There is, there's this, that voice in our head is like, this is so counterintuitive from anything I've ever known. And then it works. And then it works exponentially because of the metabolism factor in it.
1: Yeah. Our bodies know exactly what to do when we have the right mix of nutrients. I mean, it is amazing how quickly I didn't have as many years to unlearn as my mom did, but it is, it continues to amaze me when I see the results being in the group, being in your community now for two years it, like our bodies can't help it. <laughs> like, it just, just works. Have, They know exactly what to <laughs> <you> do. <laughs> like you just plug in the numbers Rachel gives you, and then you pick what you want to eat: pizza, ice cream,
0: burgers, cereal, whatever it is. Figure it out. Plan your day. And then Meredith's like- there to yell at you if you don't eat enough vegetables because she does that for me. She'll okay. she'll message yeah. me on Instagram and be like, "You better put some vegetables with that with that <laughs> cereal you're eating." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, we're gonna save that for another okay. you All follow right. Rachel's stories you see it's nothing but like fruity pebbles and lucky charms and raisin bran and ice cream and I'm like girl you better be having the vegetables. <laughs>
0: for the record I don't only eat that stuff but I do fit it in my macros much more often than you would expect from a coach <laughs> but my vegetable game is weak <laughs> I, I eat nutritious things for my main meals but um I need to add more veggies in and Meredith is on me about that <laughs> All right. Here's my last question. We have about 10 minutes left and I want to make sure we address this. There is a lot of hype right now about intuitive eating and intuitive eating is a beautiful thing in theory, right? Of course we want to listen to our bodies. You and I are both very much about listening to our guts, listening to our intuition. The problem as you know, is that right now, unless you've done the work, eating intuitively is not intuition, it's habit right? The reason that we crave a hamburger every Monday night is not because only that McDonald's hamburger has iron in it. It's because every Tuesday you've been buying a burger. So your habit is kicking in. But one of the things, you know, for macros, for some people, macros is a lifestyle. For me, I will never say never, but I can't imagine getting away from macros totally because of the control it gives me. For other people, Macros are a means to intuitive eating because now you understand what proportions your body needs to be fueled properly. And you're so much better at eyeballing those portion sizes. And one of the things I love about your story is you're this beautiful mix of both. Like you, you're so comfortable with macros that you'll take time off and you'll eat intuitively. And you know that in those days, you're probably not getting enough protein. And then you'll go back to macros as kind of an anchor Yes. Um, and I love that because again, we tend to get black and white all in, all out. So some people are like, well, should I track macros or should I now transition to intuitive eating? And to me, the answer is you don't need to decide. You're just going to feel into it. When you graduate level four of ignite, if you stick with it, that's just going to, you're going to choose your path organically. So can you talk about what that was yeah. like for you? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I worked with you, I had amazing results.
1: And at the end of, you know, probably six months of tracking, I think I probably tracked really consistently for at least six months before yeah. I Started taking breaks from tracking, and you know when you get to the point of taking breaks, it's a whole new kind of scary because you don't have that control. Yeah, and so it's interesting the new things you know the new mindset things that have come up. I there I actually don't enjoy the days that I don't track as much as the days that I track because I have to spend more time thinking about my food. It takes more of my time. To not track. It does. No, it honestly does. I don't know what I'm going to make for lunch. I have to stop my work day. Think about what I want to eat. Go see what's there. I mean, truly not tracking makes it, it takes more time for me, but, but I do, I take breaks. I take, I've taken months at a time off. I have taken weeks at a time off. I'm coming off of, I'm about to start tracking again. I'm coming off of a couple of weeks of not tracking when I was focusing on some growth in my business and to be so I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm two years in, I'm, I'm great at this. And I'm a macro ninja now I hit, I hit all zeros regularly. Right. Which you guys don't know what that means yet. Don't worry about it. But I, when I track, I track perfectly. Like I know exactly how to do this. And I will tell you that what form, what intuitive eating is for me at this point, two years in as star pupil, right. Walking billboard, <laughs> walking billboard. It's remembering the days that I've eaten in the past and duplicating that habit. That's what intuitive eating is. There is no way to intuit how much protein 100 grams is. You can't intuit that. That's math. You have to do the math to know if you hit 100 grams. So for me, what intuitive eating is, is duplicating days that were tracked. It's okay. On a day that I feel really good and I have energy, I had a bagel, I had protein pasta for lunch, and I had a protein burger on an Ezekiel English muffin for dinner. And I had a bar in the middle. So if I'm going to plan this past week that I've been leveling up my business and not taking time to plan my meals, I'm trying to remember the days that I've had. You did. <laughs> and, and I, and I don't, I mean, and that's okay. And it's working out great. And I am getting pretty close to my protein. I know I'm not getting enough because I will never get enough. If I don't track, I just, I just know it. I can feel yeah. it in my body. And that's normal. And that's, and that's why I'm going to start tracking. So I actually will probably end up tracking today. The other thing that I do now that I'm doing intuitive eating is even, even if I think I'm not going to track that day, I still weigh things as I'm eating, as I'm making them. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Because so for example, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to track today or not. I, I, like I said, I've just been, I've intentionally not been tracking because I've been focused on something else. And so this morning, I made a bagel. I toasted it, and then I put it on the scale, and I measured out the cream cheese, so that I happen to know I had 0. 0.9 grams of cream cheese. So that if I decide at lunch I do want to track, I know exactly how to put in breakfast. Yeah. And the same thing when I, Evan, my husband, he does not track macros, but he he's out of town right now. He's camping, um, and he texted me the other night, and he was like, "Hey, I forgot. I don't have a scale with me, and I can't remember how much three ounces of pasta is. Can you please put it in a one cup?" Can you please tell me, is it more or less than one cup? My husband, who does not track macros, Texting me from his camping trip to say, how much is three ounces of pasta? Why is it because he tracks his macros? No, it's because he knows that's the right portion for him because we track for so long because we measure because every time we make pasta, we make six ounces because we know three ounces for him and three ounces for me is perfect. (laughs) So, so I do think that I agree with I absolutely agree with you that nobody who has not gone through this process truly knows what their body intuitively needs. Until you do the work to heal, heal your metabolism, to fire up your metabolism. Your body is just sending you confusing signals because you, you trained it to confuse you, like change it. You know, it's it just got to be retrained. But even now, at this point, two years in, you're never gonna just eyeball three ounces of pasta. Right, like I mean, maybe you maybe you nail it on the once in a while. It's it's super exciting (laughs) once in a while it happens and it's super exciting. But why is it exciting? Because we know we got it because it was on the scale.
0: Right, right. That's so true.
1: I think that I think this it's not and it's not to say you can't get away from macros. I absolutely walk away from macros. I do not gain weight. My metabol and that's the thing. My metabolism is there so that I can take breaks and it's fine. You know, my weight doesn't change. My weight doesn't fluctuate. I don't have any of that guilt around. And, you know, whatever, any results or anything like that. But when it really does come to intuitive eating, the intuitive part is, is duplicating the things that I know work for me and the, and the meals that I know make my body feel good.
0: Yeah. And I love that you touched on, um, it is scary to get away that, I mean, we could do a whole hour long talk about that, that the first, and this is something that sounds again, totally counterintuitive, but at some point in Ignite, I encourage people to take a weekend and not track to take a day, not track because the way we build that trust with ourselves is by getting back on. Because when our caveman brain goes, here we go, you missed a day. Now we know the pattern. Now it has proof to say, wait a second, we missed a day a month ago. And remember we got right back on. Mm -hmm. And in our ignite graduation the other day, um, you know, Amanda is an elite client who is a trauma um, specialist. She's a trauma coach. And she said something that has stuck with me and she's like, you you will never go back even on days you don't track at some point you will never go back to the way you used to eat because you're not that you're not that same person anymore your relationship with food is not the same unhealthy one we're taking a day off no here's the here's the key taking a day off no longer means i have one day to get everything i want in because that's the relationship most of us have i'm not tracking today give me everything in this one sitting now a day off is like yeah i, I just don't feel like Putting it in my app today. It in
1: the app, yeah, but that's literally no, a-
0: yeah. But there's no need for that all in all out because that's not who we are. That's not our relationship anymore. And that's a part that comes really organically from this.
1: And I think that's one of the secrets to why macro tracking works as opposed to other diets. Where other diets, when you have this long list of foods you're not allowed to have, then that day off is like, oh my god, I have to eat all the candy bars and all the donuts and all the ice cream yep. and all the chips totally. and every all the bread and everything I've been denying myself all week long. And now it's like, well, I fit a candy bar into my macros yesterday. I had ice cream on Tuesday. I fit that into my macros. Like, no, pro- I have burgers all the time. Yeah. It
0: doesn't like, matter if it's Tuesday or Saturday. Yeah,
1: my cheat day is more like, okay, cool. I'm going to go out to a restaurant where I can't easily track. You know, for me, that's what I use my cheat meals for is going out where it's just annoying to track that. It's not that I can't track it, but it's just like, I don't want to work. I want to go out and not worry about it. But yeah, it, absolutely. There is, there is none of that scarcity that, that I think so many of us go into, you know, the, the binge days or the cheat days in other programs.
0: Yeah. And for those who are new, eventually we're going to introduce something called an overage day, but it's not something we need to worry about yet. Um, before we wrap up, Allison wants to know, do you work out?
1: I do work out. Yes, I have, but I have, uh, an interesting relationship with working out where I, I am often on the workout train, depending on what sport I'm excited about at that time. And so I do lift weights. I just got the Bowflex dumbbells that, Annette inspired me in this group <laughs> to get the Bowflex dumbbells. Um, and so I just restarted Rachel's at home program. And so I was telling her before we hopped on that I'm really annoyed
0: with her about all the lunges. <laughs> Like, really the week. comments are going to blow up now with everyone who feels as I know Dory has a similar relationship with Bulgarian split squats so she's we oh got Bulgarians
1: like, again they were like program the next anyway uh, um, but yes I do work out so so I love lifting weights I was a spin instructor for a long time I do paddleboarding I do acro yoga and so that but to me that is not tied to nutrition I don't have, I, and I've decoupled the two things. So I, whatever my relationship is with fitness is entirely separate from my relationship with nutrition. Yep. And if I am going through a phase where I am not moving as much, where I'm not as physically active, I lower my macros to adjust to that change. And I don't put on any weight. I don't, my weight doesn't change. My body, my energy level doesn't change. And that's what's so great about this skill is that once you know that skill, whatever's true in your life, you can adapt to. But when I'm working out less, when I'm not lifting regularly, I I eat fewer calories because my body just doesn't need as many. But now that I'm now that I have the dumbbells and I'm going to be kicking it up again a little bit with the weightlifting, I've already started thinking like, okay, I got to I got to start paying attention to when it's going to be when I'm starting to get hungry, because that's going to be a signal to me if I'm consistently hungry that I've got to increase my macros. And obviously, everybody who's in this watching this is going to have you to help them with that.
0: Yeah. And Um, that's the part I was actually going to say that. That's the part. Someone asked a comment. um, I put a thread up of like, what questions you have for me? Someone said, how do I know when to adjust? And when you hear like what Meredith's talking about, I always talk about the knobs, like controlling the knobs, right? She's done this for so long. She worked with me for, I don't know how many weeks we were together, months we were together, and then continued it on her own that for her, she doesn't need me anymore. She could like once in a while, we'll do a check-in, but she can control the knobs on her own. That is the only part of the process. And I talked about this a little bit in Kickstart. That is a part you need coaching to learn. And I say that as Rachel the human, not Rachel the coach. Like, yes, I gave you guys my macro cheat sheet. I hesitated about it because that'll give you an idea of where to start. It. I don't know anyone who learned to adjust the knobs on their own without a coach because there's a level of watching it happen, of hearing it explained to you that trying to figure that part out on your own, at least for me, because I did it for a year and failed miserably, um, It. I just don't know if it's if it's feasible. So when you hear Meredith talk about that level of control, it's because I taught it to her, right? It's because you practiced it. We practiced it together until you took it over.
1: And those are level two, level three skills. Like don't even worry about that. If you're in kick, if you just finished kickstart, just don't even worry about this. Just know that where I'm at now is in your future. You will absolutely be where I am in two years, but you don't need to worry about that right now. Nobody need, should be worried about it because you don't need to understand that skill until you've got your meta, you've got your numbers dialed. And Rachel, like Rachel, does this all for you to the point that you know she asks the questions in the check-in that she needs to know to figure help you figure out is it time to increase your numbers or lower them, whatever. So okay. don't even worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, it, the complete and total control I have over my nutrition, I have complete and total control over what my body looks like. Yep. That, having complete and total <laughs> right. control over how, what your physical appearance is in the world, yep. I mean, that who, who wouldn't pay money for that? <laughs> if you were like, hey, come join me for 12 weeks, and at the end of it, you're going to have complete control over what size you want your body to be and how much energy you want to have on any given day. Yes. I mean, like, that's why I say, I wish I'd done it sooner yeah. because I would have, I would have gone so much further in my career. The 10 years that I spent in law firms feeling stuck and exhausted and fat and bloated and, and, you know, just out of control, like skipping lunches, doing this, playing these games with my metabolism, undereating and then overeating. I, if I had had this, if I had known how to do this, when I started my career, there is no question in my mind. I would have made double the money. I would have been wildly more successful. I would have been out of my own five years sooner.
0: I was going to say you would have left your job five years sooner. <laughs> absolutely.
1: absolutely. I would have been running my law firm five years sooner. Yeah, no doubt. 100%. This taught me the habits to make that true. That is what this taught me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's why, I mean, Meredith and I talk about macros, we check in now and then, but, but our conversations are about this big picture stuff. It's about the energy. It's about the release. It's about not having any things in our, in our life. That is the the drain. It's about building habits. Like talk about having friends in your life that are talking the same language as you. Like that's what the ignite community about is about. And that is invaluable to have people who will call you on your shit and say, Hey, you're making a fear-based decision right now. Or, well, this is, I can't tell you how many times Meredith will message me about something in business, nothing to do with nutrition and be like, yeah, this is tracking macros. Like today, you literally need to take one step and let your brain wire. That's how we talk to each other because it's not about nutrition. It's about the skills you learn here that apply to every area of your life. And you, 100%. what you're doing in your business is such a testament to that.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. The thing I've been focusing on for the last two weeks that I've chosen not to track because it, interestingly, I have chosen to work out, but not track because <laughs> I needed, I needed that release more than I needed the control over the food.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I didn't want to spend the time on the food, but I did need the energetic release. But the thing that I am doing right now in leveling up my business, and you know the details of this, I'm obviously not going to get into them right now, but what I am doing, what I am launching right now, there is so much fear for me. There is so much fear about putting myself out there, about launching a new business, about getting visible in the world in the way that I am, and what I literally keep hearing Every single time I'm about to hit publish (laughs) on a post or whatever is your voice saying fear is your caveman brain telling you you're about to do something new. (laughs) That's it. There has been so much fear that has come up and I have been able to recognize it for what it is. My body, my brain telling me I'm doing something new. I know I'm safe. I know I'm not going to die by publishing this TikTok. (laughs) And I, le- and I am able to do the internal talking to talk myself to, oh, you're feeling self-doubt. Oh, you're feeling fear. Oh, your brain's trying to stop you from expanding in this new, scary, amazing way. and And all of that mindset talk, all of that work that I'm able to do to push through that these past two weeks, I learned in your program. I learned from you.
0: That's amazing. That makes my heart happy. Liz messaged me the other day, one of my elite clients, she said, you know, I thought I was signing up with you to learn about nutrition. And suddenly it's like, I'm digging up all the shit in my life and leveling up. And I'm like, yeah, nutrition's the easy part. Like, let's talk about life here. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Meredith, thank you so much. I always, I mean, I, we talk all the time, but I love bringing you into this community because you are just such a living, breathing example of how this works. It's, it's a day at a time. It's baby steps and it's consistency. And at the other end, you get to be a whole new person, right? In every area of life. And that's exactly what you've done. And it's super, super inspiring.
1: You get to be a whole new person. And then you get to watch your mom become a whole new person and you get to watch your friends become whole new people yeah. and you watch your husband become a whole new person. By the way, he's never tracked a macro in his life. He's in the best shape of his life. Just hanging out with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's one of my favorite parts. When people say, how do I get my spouse on board? You don't, you, you just do, do it yourself and it will happen for them in some way, shape or form. If you're a busy business owner, or you're just someone who is super passionate about their career, and it just feels like, take this off my plate, pun intended. Like I need to focus on work. I need to focus on my career. I need to stop freaking ruminating so much about my body, about my clothes, about food. Let's chat set up a totally free one-to-one strategy session directly with me. We're just going to jump on Zoom or a phone call. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what's going on in your life. Tell me about your work. Tell me about how food fits into that. I want to hear your journey, where you are, where you're looking to be. From there, we'll get our hands in the dirt. We'll talk about some first steps to get you rocking and ways in which I can help. I'll include the link to set up that free call with me. And I can't wait to chat with you.